All right, I think we're on. Go ahead, Robert. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Robert Marshall, uh, Waco Masonic Lodge number 92, uh, here with our host, Alex Powers of Historical Life. And uh, we're here to jump in on the nine o'clock toasts that have been spreading across the world like wildfire uh, as Masons and non-Masons alike jump into the age old tradition of toasting uh, those who are absent or departed. All right, greeting brethren, thank you uh, for joining us. Um, so we're going to kind of hop on these every night. We'll, we'll shoot for like 8.45 and then do an ending toast at 9. And I think the plan is, um, I think we're going to kind of share an artifact or a little history each night, have a short discussion, and then end it with a toast. So uh, I think uh, Brother Robert's got a pretty cool piece uh, that we're going to take off with tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right. So... Uh... Since uh, this whole COVID thing started, uh, we've talked on the last episode and uh, with each other quite a bit about uh, the 19-teens, 1920s, 1930s, for a lot of different reasons, uh, a lot of the different kinds of economic strains and uh, social uh, stress that was on our country during those eras. And uh, I can't help but think of those uh, points in American history without thinking of my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother. Uh, that was Bernard and Violet Raftery. Um, and uh, uh, Bernard, my great-grandfather, I knew both of them growing up. I was fairly close to them. And uh, he is the one whom I followed into the craft uh, of Freemasonry. Uh, I inherited some of his Masonic items and certificates and coins and all that kind of stuff, uh, which ignited my interest. Uh, he uh, grew up during the 1920s in North Carolina in a circus uh, that was owned by his father, uh, who was a member of a lodge out there. And I know one of our listeners, uh, Jim Wolf, uh, my great, great uncle, is historical light and a past master of a lodge in North Carolina. So if you happen to catch this, then hello, uh, Uncle Cousin Jim, because I don't know exactly what his title is, but Jim is my great-grandfather's nephew, so you genealogists can figure that one out. Uh, Mason's gone back pretty far. They had, uh, my great-grandfather's grandfather had immigrated from Ireland in the 1850s during the uh, potato famine. Uh, and uh, actually suffered uh, some persecution in New York uh, because uh, during economic uh, struggles of that time, um, and, as well as uh, a health epidemic, uh, the blame was pointed at Irish immigrants for bringing those struggles. Uh, and um, so they uh, were Masons, they were members of, uh, I think it's called Order of the Orange or uh, some kind of Irish-themed fraternity. Uh, and um, what I have tonight, uh, my great-grandfather, after growing up in the circus in the 1920s, he joined the army. Uh, he was in Hawaii 
at the time that Pearl Harbor was bombed. Uh, he served in World War II Korea and as an advisor for Vietnam, uh, earned several medals and uh, began his Masonic career in the middle of that military career. Uh, during his military career, he acquired this collapsible uh, metal uh, cup. I have a few photos of him using it uh, at different places around the world because he was also a photographer. Uh, I have his uh, Kodak camera and his uh, film camera, uh, as well as tons of Kodachrome slides from all over the world, Alaska and Germany and places like that. Years and years later, uh, my great grandmother, his wife, uh, got into painting and uh, uh, she painted landscapes, she painted uh, those stills of flowers that got really popular and fruit and that still life uh, type of stuff. But she also uh, painted my great-grandfather. Right after he joined the York Wright Commandery, she saw him come home uh, or get ready for a meeting, uh, family stories uh, have gone either way, but one way or another, she saw him in his regalia. Uh, and as probably all of our listeners out there will know, York Wright Commandery regalia includes some military style uniform with what is referred to as a chapeau, which just means hat in French, but does not look like uh, an ordinary hat by any means. Uh, lots of plumage. Uh, so when she saw him dressed up like that, she thought that uh, he looked like a conquistador and uh, called him Senor Bernard. Uh, and he uh, uh, didn't think it was very funny. And uh, so to make up for her hurting his feelings, she decided to paint him. Uh, Maybe it was also to uh, hurt his feelings a little more. I don't know. But as you can see here uh, in this giant painting. Oh, wow. Uh, Hey, Brother Robert, we can't hear you very well. Oh, okay. Um, so she painted him as a conquistador uh, uh, after being inspired by his commander uniform. Uh, he, uh, not being very fond of the painting, made more made jokes back at her about it and uh, you know, I, I don't know if she intended for him to look like a conquistador or um, I guess the family story, one version of it is that uh, she tried to paint him in his commandery gear and uh, he said it looked like a conquistador instead of commandery, uh, which made her angry. Long story short, even though it hasn't been short, uh, on the back of this painting, I'm not going to show it because we are a family friendly show. Um, she decided to title her fantastic work of York Wright art uh, with some profanity nicknames uh, for my great-grandfather. And so uh, 
in my family, we know this as the uh, blank, blank painting. Uh, those are both, both uh, the giant curse words that she uh, wrote on the back of it in big, bold red letters. Uh, so, uh, a Masonically inspired family heirloom. Oh, and uh, this is the great grandmother who uh, uh, certainly, as you can tell, was an angel of a lady and did not actually know the words that mysteriously got wrote, written on the back of the painting. And, That's uh, awesome stuff. Zeroing in on our toast time, aren't we? Yeah, we are getting there. Let me see what the... Uh... Oh, looks like it is nine o'clock right now. So, right. brother, to you, yours, all of our brethren, all of our family out there, thanks for joining in. Cheers. Fantastic piece tonight, Robert. That was a uh, that was really cool learning about that. So, that like I said, the, no, go ahead, brother. That might be the first time somebody's drank out of this since my. I, I'm kind of hoping you tested that like the other the 90s and I don't know how long it had been since he used it. Right. Did you, did you test that one like the other uh, mug that you had? I don't remember testing my other mug. Well, you had that really cool old Masonic. Uh, I'm losing the term right now, but you tested it. It was like a dangerous metal. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that, that's actually a good idea. No, I did not test this one. <laughs> Uh, and in fact, uh, the, the Masonic Stein you're talking about, dated 1784, is being worked on by master craftsman uh, and resident genie uh, Masonic scholar John Bringle in Austin right now. He is working wow. that old pewter Stein so that I'll be able to drink out of it. Is that right? Sweet stuff. Stein, that's the word I was trying to, it would totally slip my mind there. But yeah, so if uh, Robert drops dead, it's either COVID or his drinking choice. So stay healthy, Robert, please. <laughs> All right, brethren, well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, we're going to try to do this every night um, and while this is continuing. Uh, to be with our friends, family, and brethren from all over. So join us tomorrow. Till then, stay safe, stay healthy. Cheers. <laughs>